are back with the Muni Loud Report. And yes, it has been some time, and this time we're actually talking about the Browns. Um, you know, uh, we've been our, doing our little little bit with the around the league, but here we are back doing our uh, talking about our home team here in the brown and orange, the Cleveland Browns. It's going to be in a very um, interesting off season as the season kicks off here within the week. Um, believe on March 16th, um, we're going to see a lot of, a lot of action going on between the front office and, uh, player players on expiring contracts, or they're just looking to get rid of the contracts. Um, a lot of team needs, um, quite a bit. Yeah. I, I would say specifically on the receiver position, um, the defensive front, um, the front seven, I would say. Um, yeah. I, I got to say the one thing is weird is that we don't have like a ton of needs uh, when you're talking about like position by position, but it's more or less like, like two or three position groups that just need a complete overhaul in my opinion, yeah. or like not overhaul as I'm saying that it was bad last year, but uh, an overhaul as with some people might not be coming back uh, like the defensive end and defensive line rooms. Uh, obviously, the receiving room is in disarray at the moment. Uh, that one needs an overhaul, and uh, I think we're going to get that here pretty soon with uh, yeah. a lot of new people. I think a lot of people are not going to be coming back either, said with no contract or with people that are just going to be um, cut because of salary. All right, well, well let's start off with the, the painful news. Um, and the players that were have probably we've probably seen the last of them in the Browns uniform. Um, we'll start with Andy Janovich. Today it was just announced that he's going to hit free agency, along with um, a receiver in Rashard Hollywood Higgins. Um, that one's going to be tough to watch as he was a fan favorite, but really didn't see the field that much. Um, you know, the one that's really going to be painful is Jarvis Landry. Um, nothing's been completely said yet. Um, they, nor they, it doesn't sound like they're going to make an effort to restructure his contract. Yeah. Um, there, there's, they, I feel like there's a lot of like bad blood between them this past few weeks slash month that, you know, between a tweeting spree and, uh, and, you know, dropping, you know, basically hints in his uh, music video that he's released um it just doesn't seem like jarvis gonna come back and uh i i think from kind of like a lot of injuries the past few years with him um and i know i know he's, he's played through a lot of injuries and get that but it's just not the amount of money that we're gonna have to pay him for you know a, a slot receiver is kind of asking a lot when especially when you need that that guy or a few guys and uh to pay you know when you're looking at 30 plus million probably in the receiving room it's it's kind of asking a lot and, and when you got a guy like that that you can free up almost 15 million dollars in cap space where you can go and sign another big name receiver another and a true number one receiver uh i, I don't see why you wouldn't and it's unfortunate to say because I, I think uh juice has been 
a staple, obviously, since he's came here since uh, 2018 or 2017, 18. It was 18, but uh, 18 from Miami. Uh, definitely one of my one of my favorite Browns to ever play. Um, yeah, it is a little unfortunate that this is where we're at. Um, you know, maybe they do restructure. Who knows? But the way it sounds, it's not going to happen. He's due uh, 14 mil, uh, 14.8 mil. So the exact number is 14879412 That's a lot of money for... Uh, I think that cap's guy, only like one and a half million, so... Right. Um, I can't really necessarily put the blame on him for being um, under performing should i say i can't really put that on him in a year like that you can't really put it on anybody um when it comes to i mean i guess you can when it comes to receivers but um, i mean between I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of bigger issues than just uh the receiving room that you can't really point the finger and malt you can put it in multiple places you know right um but like I don't know, in the system that we run, it's not really a big receiver kind of offense. Yeah. But you know, he was such a staple to this team. He, you could, you could say that he changed the culture of this team and he did what he needed to do. I'd love to see them bring him back. But um, like I said, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, two other guys that, you know, it's going to be a real, well, one of them is going to be kind of a shame to see them walk is uh, Case Keenum. Um, you know, he, I think he's the odd man out. He's got a year left on his contract. He's due about seven mil um, this season. And it just makes too much sense to just let him go and just go ahead and trade him to a team that's in need of a backup quarterback. I think the Browns quarterback room probably needs a little more youth to challenge Baker Mayfield a little more. Maybe they yeah. look to add a, a backup quarterback like a Marcus Mariota or maybe even a Mitchell Trubisky. Um, yeah. some, someone along those lines that maybe that they could come in and play. Yeah, if, but like borderline starters on their best day kind of yeah. thing. But they're yeah. definitely a backup quarterback. Um, but to kind of kind of put some fuel underneath baker uh i think is needed and if baker does go out or has a weak season again that someone that we put could put it and feel comfortable um kind of like leading an offense uh for the remaining of the season whatever that may be um, i think i think a big upgrade there is 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 needed mm -hmm. and that's a big cause I, I think uh keenum's the highest paid back quarterback in the nfl as well so yeah. giving off that contract would be nice well he Definitely, he was definitely earned that money. I'll I'll, I'll say that because he went out Who there. Know? Yeah, he he went out there and played the best he could, and uh, you know he got us a very important win at the time. Um, you know yeah. he went there, won the last game against the ASC champions and the Bengals. Granted, they didn't have anybody out there, but you know it, it was still you know it's it's good to have a backup quarterback out there that you can trust, and maybe he really. Especially when you don't trust your starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, if they would Tom Baker, I think you could have trust Case Keenum maybe enough to make it, make a push, but we'll never know. Um, and then finally, Mac Wilson. Um, you know, a guy that really hasn't found his way on the field. Um, you know, 
his rookie season, he really came out and kind of showed us that this guy can really be a an everyday linebacker, but really hasn't worked out um, throughout the last couple seasons. And I don't know. Um, after you know making the pick for Koromoa, Koromoa's basically solidified his role in the outside linebacker position. Um, I really don't see Mac Wilson really finding a way back on the field in a Browns uniform. Yeah, and he's another guy that's been posting on social media about uh, things. So, yeah, he's definitely, in my opinion, going to be gone, especially when you can kind of re-sign Anthony Walker if you want to kind of like, you know, give a little bit more and take away Mm -hmm. from Mac. I mean, I'm not saying I want Anthony Walker back, but, you know, if we're getting rid of, you know, multiple linebackers in in a, in a, you know, talk about uh, last year at this point, we're talking about how much we desperately need depth at the linebacking um, in in the linebacking room. I'd like to see at least one of them back. And I think I'd rather have Anthony Walker as a, as a rotational piece, not a signal caller starting uh, linebacker in this, in this defense. Right. Um, and then one final player that uh, we're probably going to let walk is um, Ronnie Harrison there in the safety position. Mm, He's in yeah. a cleaned house on the social media. And, um, you know, that, that one kind of sucks, but when you can't stay on the field um, or you're making yeah. bad, you know, mental, mis- mental errors on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the positions as well that, that we've seen uh, Andrew Barry really focus on and, and build depth in there. We have we do have some some solid guys to be able to, you know, as rotational pieces to step in. Uh, Richard LeCount, obviously, uh, Grant Delpit, uh, MJ, we have, we, Stewart. MJ Stewart. And I think I'd rather see him back because he really came on in the, in the last uh, few games of the year. Um, yeah, obviously we have John Johnson signed up for another three years after this. So yeah, unfortunately, Ryan Harrison is going to be one of those guys that, you know, is not on the team next year, but yeah, it's just too many mistakes. And when you have a pretty good deep room, it's, you're just kind of the odd man out with the kind of a contract that you're going to kind of want. All right. So right now, as we stand and after, you know, we, we didn't really clarify the big news that happened today is um the browns put a franchise tag on david oh. and joe yeah yeah as of today our our salary cap sits around 17 mil 18 mil um you know it's pretty solid for where we're at spending wise but after uh, a cut a couple cuts and mac wilson case Keenum, jarvis and then letting andy janovich walk after not picking up his option the cap space would be looking kind of right around 49 million, which is a really good spot to be in. Um, you know, they restructured uh, Jack Conklin's contract, um, you know, to save a couple bucks there. I think they saved about 4 million. Yep. So 12 um, to 8 million. It went right. from 12 down to 8. All right. It, and it's, it's looking pretty good. Um, but to look at a couple of guys, I think we should bring back uh, not exactly big names, but guys that definitely played a big role this season. Um, definitely got a lot of snaps. 
Um, I, I, the biggest name on here is definitely Jadavion Clowney. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's going to be looking for a, a solid deal, which I think the Browns are going to be able to offer. It's going to be hard not to give him the money after how much he produced. I think it was definitely one of his bigger years in the last couple seasons. Um, you know, I think he was right around eight sacks this season. Yeah, um, I, th- I would say it's his most consistent year of his entire career uh, with next to no injuries and nothing that would just keep him off the field. And I think that was huge. And I, I think, unfortunately, for him, good for us, is I think people are still going to be like, okay, yeah, you've had one good year. Um, you know, I, I want to see more before kind of like what the Titans did, we'll give him $15 million. And he, you know, he was out the entire year, pretty much. They only played, well, I think, three games the entire year of 2020. So I think a lot of teams are going to look at him and be like, yeah, you want that money, but I don't know if we were confident in you and your in your injury history to give you that money. So I think it's going to work out in the Browns' favor. Uh, if he does decide to leave and go somewhere else, I think Chandler Jones would be a great pickup. Uh, or uh, maybe Melvin Ingram would be great as well as a replacement. And um, I also think Tack McKinley bringing him back would be incredible. And another name that uh, I would love to see back is Olivier Vernon um, after that Achilles injury. And he played really well for us in the 2020 season. It was out all last year, uh, is, is technically a free agent right now. Um, I would like to see him back and you could probably get him at a pretty nice uh, price and between, you know, tack Olivier and miles and say you get clowny or another pretty high end guy. I mean, that's a pretty nice room and, and something that you've been really trying to build the past. How many years, five years that we've been trying to put pieces that just haven't worked out. I think that'd be a nice group that have rotational pieces in there um, going forward. All right. Um, you know, that, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, saving, you know, you can go out there and get a cheap deal for OV and bring him back. I, I wouldn't be against that. But I think the direction they're heading, they're going to address the defensive end position at somewhere in the draft, whether they go um, 13 with one or second round. I, I really think they could go anywhere with one. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll hop into that in a, another video, but um, I think a, a solid position that we really need to talk about. Um, we were banged up at most of the season was the offensive line. Um, you know, Blake Hans really made a name for himself, and then uh, Michael Dunn there, who's kind of been they've been kind of all over the offensive line the last couple seasons. Um, I think they definitely earned their right to be brought back. Um, I think they just were uh, placed on a, some kind of tender, um, like to bring them back. Um, another unsung hero of the team that kind of played a role with there's a lot of injuries in our running back room is the earn that money Johnson. Um Definitely became a fan favorite this year after the Denver game. Um, I think he definitely earned um, earned his money um, this year, and he might either find better money elsewhere or the Browns might just have to 
toss up a couple of some cash to bring him back. And I think it would be, you know, worth it to do it. Um, considering the health issues we've had in the backfield. Um, yeah. I, I, he compliments both very well. Um, and finally, um, the guy that we mentioned earlier, the safety position is MJ Stewart. Um, you know, really turned it on at the back half of the season um, when we lost Ronnie Harrison. Um, he played some solid ball. I think he's a big-time playmaker for the Browns defense. Fits in pretty good. Uh, you can put him at safety. He's a nickelback. He can go play outside. I think he does a very good job all across the secondary. And I think it'd be a great idea to bring him back. I, I mean, and you get him on a very cheap deal. Yeah. And um, he's one of those guys that are like a hybrid player, like you mentioned, where I feel like, our, you know, I think a lot of the coaching staff and front office is really focused on these hybrid players um, this past few years. I think he fits the mold pretty well. And then uh, – We'll, we'll kind of take a look as uh, free agency picks up next week. Um, I really focused on res the receiver position because I'm pretty sold on that they're going to focus on the D-line position, offensive line position um, in the draft. Um, so a lot of big names in this receiver free agency class. Um you know, Devontae Adams is definitely the number one on this list. Um, I don't think anyone can really take that away from him. But um, he's most likely going to be either tagged or he's going to end up somewhere where they're going to be able to spend the money. And I really don't think the Browns are going to be able to afford a name like Devonta Adams. But there's a lot of good receivers behind him that I think the Browns are willing to put that money out there um this past weekend the the dallas cowboys came out and say that they're going to release or even trade amari cooper um and it's looking more he's gonna get cut <clears throat> rumors came out almost immediately that the browns have their eyes on amari cooper which you know this guy that really couldn't stay healthy but um Man, he, he's a great route runner, great possession receiver. I think would fit pretty well in this system. Um, another big name is Mike Williams. Um, this is another guy that will probably either resign, get tagged um, with the Chargers because the Chargers are kind of like, well, we don't know if we want to let him go. Um, and we really don't want him to go, but um, – it's a big receiver that the Browns really have needed over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, he's like my personal favorite as well uh, of this yeah. uh, free agent class. Um, and then another one, I, I, this is, this guy right here is my favorite in this one. I don't care how much money you got to spend on this guy. Um, Chris Godwin, um, you know, Super Bowl champ possession guy. Runs the perfect routes. I, I I really think that he could really turn this receiving core around, and I think he's going to be an affordable guy that you're not really going to spend too much money on him. Um, probably around that 14, 15 mil range where you're going to spend that on Jarvis anyways. I think he gives you a little more that Jarvis would have. Yeah. Um, and then, I think you I think you might cost a little bit more than 14, 15 though. Right. 
Uh, then uh, another another guy coming from Chicago that was looking on his way out was uh, Allen Robinson, another great route runner, um, good possession guy. I, another guy that I would think would fit right into this offense pretty well. But then I looking down looking down the list, there's a lot of second tier guys that just to build a little more depth, um, either in the slot position or on the outside. Um, all the guys who just named were all, you know, number one receivers, but continuing on, I think a couple of names like Christian Kirk from Arizona, he really turned it up or uh, Cedric Wilson from Dallas, um, Will Fuller has been kind of banged up over the years, but when he's on the field, he's pretty, he's pretty damn quick. Um, then DJ Chark from Jacksonville, um, Hasn't really had many opportunities, but when he's out on the field, he's, you know, making great plays. Yeah. Uh, Tra- Traquan Smith uh, from um, New Orleans, who was a great, great player when he was paired up with Drew Brees, but they couldn't really get him going this year. Um, Sammy Watkins, we all know him here in Cleveland. Um, you know, he was with Kansas City, then he was with Baltimore. A uh, great route runner, great possession guy. Uh, I think he'd fit right in with the Browns. And then finally, Chris Conley, a guy you can kind of bring in on a one-year deal. Um, be that yeah. little, that possession kind of guy, a vertical threat. Yeah, and he's I, one of those guys that I can feel like they can replace Rashard Higgins pretty well. Right, right, right. I, yeah. I think that's – I would honestly say that's probably an upgrade over Higgy there. Um, I agree. Um. But that being said, I, I think that kind of wraps up this video itself. Um, like I said, I, I really think they're going to be um, very aggressive in free agency and in the draft. Um, so I, I would say state that. Um, yeah. They're, I think within this next week, you're going to see a lot of guys leave, get cut, um, free up some cap space. A name I'm really interested to see what ha- what happens is Austin Hooper. Um, you know, he's been underperforming on a big contract he's been on. Um, and with the tag on Njoku, I wonder if that will open the door for maybe an Njoku trade, uh, tag and trade, because that happens very often. Teams are interested mm. in a one-year deal and tip. Um, or Maybe they cut Hooper and save the money, but you probably won't get that Austin Hooper cut until about June when they can really save themselves some money doing that. Yeah. But, uh, that being said, well, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, we'll hop right into um, – thanks for watching our show. I mean a lot report. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Like and subscribe, share, please, and uh, go Browns.